Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. To the lords of the city of London, from the gold markets of the Pacific Rim and the Far East, comes V, the guerrilla economist. He clears the fog of economic and geopolitical disinfo. Know the truth. See the trends. Understand the players. Protect your future and family. The financial freedom fighter, a rebel with a cause. This worldwide transmission has been brought to you by V, the guerrilla economist. Helping the world understand, prepare and make sound decisions to protect your future and your family. Visit V, the guerrilla economist at roguemoney.net. Spelt R-O-G-U-E-M-O-N-E-Y.net for additional information and services. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's V, the guerrilla economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning. CJ can't make it today. Had some uh, family things that come up that he had to take care of. So I am flying solo, dolo. And if you don't know, check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter, at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app. Note to humanity, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitch, uh, we're everywhere. Uh, we are pretty much everywhere. You cannot escape us. And um, and with that being said, also, uh, we don't have any paid sponsors this time. We're just sponsorless. It is what it is. Good morning to all of you out there. Jim Dillinger from France. Vive la France, Jim. Vive la France. Uh, Velas, my man Velas is here. Mac Truck Huge, Crypto Cowboy. What's up, buddy? Steve. Hey, Dixie's in the house. What's going on, everyone? I hope everyone had a great morning. Folks, lots of things are happening in the world. And uh, thankfully, I'm feeling a lot better. I had a whole month of August. It's been pretty much a wash for me health wise. It's been sick. I had contracted something when I was out in, uh, Chicago, out in Chicago and I just couldn't shake it. And then more traveling and this that, and the others just like put me under the uh, under the weather big time. But I am feeling better today. I am feeling better today. I have my my dark roast in hand, and I'm ready to break things down. Uh, for those of you that are listening on YouTube, this broadcast will be only available and it'll be live just for a couple of minutes. Um, with that being said, can everybody hear me? Is my audio coming out clear? Oh, okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Good, 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 good. All right, cool. Yes, it's Schlong COVID. That's the uh, the uh, monkeypox right there. Schlong COVID. <laughs> anyway, uh, for those that are listening on YouTube, understand that this broadcast is only going to be available for the next few minutes. I recommend that you go into the, the, the description box of this video, of this broadcast right here. And there's a link to Twitch, to roguenews.com, as well as DLive. You can catch us in any one of those uh, um, uh, other platforms. Uh, this broadcast also will be later on uploaded to Rumble, um, and you can watch us there as well. So, you know, because this is not a safe space for dissenting ideas. It's not a safe space for contrarian thought. 
And um, so I'm going to give all of you a chance if you have not been um, on, you know, um, you know, Twitch or DLive or Rumble uh, or even RogueNews.com, head over there right now because uh, this stream is not going to last very long. So there's a lot of things going on. And one of the things that I want to delve into, okay, and this is vital, and I need Americans, we as Americans need to understand this, because we are so piss poor when it comes to understanding the world. We are very piss poor, and this is something that is in our culture that needs to change. You know, the elites have done a grand job of filling our heads with propaganda for so many decades that none of us wanted to ever travel outside of the country. None of many of us did not want to learn uh, other other cultures, uh, the other way people live and do business and commerce. So we've been very insular. And so we don't understand a lot of things. And we've developed over the several decades a very bipolar, a very binary way of thinking. You know, black and white, red and blue. And the world is not like that. We only understand things through the lens of our worldview. And it is a rigid worldview where nuance is always pushed out by overwhelming axioms. And that's the problem that we face here today, folks. It is the reason why that we are in the situation that we are in as a nation, both internally and externally, domestically and internationally. The turmoil that we are facing international from without and from within and from within is the fact that we lack vigilance as a citizenry. We lack the nuance. We don't care. We're more enamored with what we can do in order to a get attention give attention to the most trivial the most basic the most banal things that we as americans pursue a football game social media sports entertainment we don't have time for anything else and therefore what we do dedicate our time to is oftentimes begrudgingly going to work oftentimes we're concerned with expanding our business empires or or, or, or getting into our entrepreneurial endeavors. And we forget about society. We forget about our neighborhoods and our neighbors. And over the course of many decades, we have, we have literally developed a, a, a worldview that is my four and no more. It's just me and my family, that's it. The hell with everybody else. The hell with the neighborhood. The hell with my community. The hell with where I live. The hell with my town, my city, my state. The hell with the country. I'm not going to pay attention to that because somebody else is, is taking care of it. After all, politicians can't be evil. After all, politicians couldn't be idiotic morons. After all. And so now we are in the sunset of Pax America. We are at the sunset of Pax America. And we're at a point where 
we're all wondering and scratching our heads, what is going on? You know, there was an interesting, you know, there's a YouTube channel that this guy came in hot, and you know, during our absence, there's you know, there's some, some channels that have really blown up on the geopol- uh, geopolitical space, and more power to them. God bless them. We need more of them. You know, for years in YouTube, we were one of the few voices out there. It was us, the Duran, um, Gray Zone. Uh, th- that was pretty much it. And I'm going to reach out to, uh, I have been reaching out to um, to uh, Alex Christafu, and uh, we're going to try to get something together and scheduled up. Just lost contact. And then Alex is over at the Duran. And I will be reaching out to Max Blumenthal over at Gray Zone. Max is just an absolute brain trust of a lot of things, uh, geopolitical, geostrategic. But one of the things that, that this gentleman said, I think his name is uh, uh, Jonathan Hinckley or, or Justin Hinckley. Um, he runs a podcast called The Dive, and he's done very well. And... One of the things he said is so profound, it really struck a chord with me. And I think if you listen to it, I think it will strike a chord with you as well. And he was detailing the collapse in Europe. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw this, the the bread lines that are forming in Italy, right? I don't know if you guys seen this. Let me see if I can pull this up, right? Um, bread lines in Italy. Yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, here we go. Let me let me share this first. Um, this way, you guys could see this. And this is in Italy. This this is a this is Italy, guys. This is Italy. I want you to I want you to let this imagery hit you a little bit. Folks, this is the this is the Italians. This is basically one of the cultures, apart from the French, who have a, a monopoly on the term bread. Italian and bread is synonymous. I can't go to an Italian's house without having some bread and butter on the side. You can't go to Sunday dinner at an Italian's home where they're cooking the brajol and the, and the Sunday gravy and the spaghetti and the pasta and, and all the desserts like the shuyadal and the cannolis. All these delicious or in the antipasta and pasta brajol and all this other stuff that are cook, cooking it all up. And, and there's no bread there. There's a, there's, it was a, it's a thing. You go... You get fresh bread. And when you're in places like in New York and in Jersey and Chicago, there there are Italian bakeries where people line up around the block on Sunday morning. Why? Because they've got to line up early in order to get the fresh bread. 
So this is a country and a culture that is synonymous with bread. Bruschetta. All these wonderful, you know, sandwiches and this, that. Bread. Bread is integral. Have you, if I ever told you that in the in the 21st century, you will see Italians lining up for bread, you would be thinking that I'm crazy. It is the equivalent of saying that you have a bunch of Eskimos lining up for ice. Italy is not a country that is devoid of agriculture. Italy is a country, thanks to the idiot Greens, the Malthusian globalists, the satanic death cult, that are the far leftist globalist agenda have absolutely stripped mine not only their natural resources, but have decimated their ability to create anything in terms of agriculture. The same miscreants, the same devils, the same corporations that have absolutely eviscerated and controlled and eradicated farming in the United States, they've done, they've run roughshod in places like Italy. Now they're running out of wheat. Because, you know, because some greenie says, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the farming is, uh, is, is, is not good. And at this point, I'm going to, Get out of YouTube. All right, we're done with YouTube. Bye-bye, YouTube. And now they're in a point where they can't farm. There's nitrogen shortages. There's fertilizer shortages. And this is what happens. A country synonymous with bread, synonymous with pasta, waiting on the line. Italy, 10 million Italians now live below the poverty line. One and a half million of those are now out of work due to illegitimate vax mandates. Welcome to the new normal where you own nothing and be lining up for a piece of bread. Oh, you can't stop it. Here's This is what happens. You want to know what the far-left globalists have not have planned for the West. This is it right here. Artificial scarcity. Yes, oh boy. I, I, it's amazing. I was able to get off of YouTube without, blow, without blowing up the entire thing, man. <laughs> blowing up the entire thing <laughs> and ending the stream in general. But here you go. Here you go. And on top of that, I'm going to show you something else. Poland lining up for coal. I don't know if you guys saw this. <clears throat> Poland, uh, see, there, there's the article here, but I don't want to show you the article. I want to show you the pictures, the pictures and the video. Uh, here we go. The, the video is powerful, folks. 
This is from Wyon. This is a news source out from uh, India. And let me just show you what this thing looks like. This is Poland. This is a first world country. This is a very modern country. This is a country that has no issues before energy, but yeah, they want to follow the brilliant idiot morons in the West. And watch what happens. Grind on. European countries dependent on Russian energy imports have been left floundering. Poland, which is heavily reliant on Russian coal, is witnessing its citizens standing in queues to stock up on fuel as winter approaches. This is the European Union imposed an embargo on Russian coal after Moscow's invasion on Ukraine. Now, look at that, that, that ticker on the bottom. 80% of freaking Poland's electricity is relying upon coal. So when the Euro weenies said, hey, you know what, let's go ahead and ban coal, the Poles said, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's go ahead and ban coal. Where are we going to get an alternative? I don't know, but let's just ban it. We don't want to be the only country. We don't want to be like Hungary, that idiot Orban. What a radical he is. Victor Orban's an absolute radical. We don't want to be like him. Let's go ahead and let's virtue signal. Let's show solidarity with the EU. Let's show how smart we are. We'll just ban coal. That'll hurt the Russians. Thousands of cars and trucks line up at the Lebelski Weigel Bogdanka coal mine in Poland on Friday as people fearful of winter shortages wait for days and nights to stock up on heating fuel. 57-year-old Arthur, who did not want to give his full name, drove 18 miles to get to the mine in eastern Poland, hoping to buy several tons of coal for himself and his family. Arthur's household is one of the 3.8 million in Poland that rely on coal for heating and now face shortages and price hikes after Poland and the European Union imposed an embargo on Russian coal following Moscow's invasion of Ukraine in February. Poland banned purchases with an immediate effect in April, while the bloc mandated fading them out by August. While Poland produces over 55 million tons from its own mines every year, imported coal, much of it from Russia, is a household staple due to its competitive price and the fact that Russian coal is sold in lumps more suitable for home use. Soaring demand has forced state-controlled mines to ration sales or offer the fuel to individual buyers via online platforms in limited amounts. Dorada Choma, spokeswoman for the Bogdanka mine. Yesterday, on Thursday, we launched a point for small coal buyers, up to six tons. But it is also needed to mention the formalities. We have introduced a two-step formal path in order... This is like the gasoline shortages in the 70s. If you had an even number plate, you can get your gas filled Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. If you had an odd number plate, you'll go Tuesdays, uh, uh, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And we're going to come in and we're going to come in with price controls. Uh, and then we're going to ration exactly how much gallons of gas you're going to have. And what happened? Price of gasoline skyrocketed. Why? Because they take the free market out of the equation. Look at the polls over here. They they do 55,000 tons of coal internally themselves. Their regulations prevent them from being competitive. Do you realize there's no difference between Russian coal and Poland coal? Except the size. 
Polish coal is much bigger. It's much more for industrial usage. Russian coal is much more readily smaller and easier to burn within somebody's home and this, that, and the other. But what are the Polish government going to do? Are they going to say, hey, you know what? We need to come up with innovative ways to make our, our, our coal more efficacious, make it more palatable, more, 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 you know, give more utility, maybe reduce the size of it so more people could take it. No, no, no. We're going to come in with what? Price controls, how much you could take, supplies, controls, this, that, and the other. And what happens? You're going to see a crisis, which is right now just a windstorm, turn into an absolute hurricane. This is Poland, folks. This is Poland. And if the, the morons in D.C. who and, and look, here's the thing. Most Western politicians, folks, most Western politicians are just like this woman. I guarantee you that she is no expert in energy. I guarantee you she hasn't spent one day working in a coal mine, working in a refinery, working in a power plant, working in a distribution center, working either upstream, middle stream, or downstream from the entire supply chain of how an energy industry is supposed to work. But I guarantee you, she got a law degree. Yep. I guarantee it. Law degree. We have the most dumbest, idiotic people working in positions of power. Look at the transportation secretary in the United States, a complete moron. Joe Biden's energy secretary, another moron, right? Or, or what is it, e uh, economics advisor. What's his take? What's his take as an economic advisor? What's his experience? Oh, he's a, he has a degree in philosophy and social work. My God. God help us. And so hot on the heels of all of this, hot on the heels of, I don't know how many at this point, how much money has been spent in Ukraine. I lost track. In between me being sick, I lost track as to how much money has been dumped in Ukraine. <clears throat> Biden administration asked Congress to approve 1.1 billion arms sales to Taiwan. Okay. 80 billion in Ukraine, 400 billion for student loan forgiveness, 1.1 billion. You know, folks, let me explain something to you. Inflation is only created by one thing and one thing alone. The government. And I was saying before Justin Hinckley on the dive on YouTube, he made a statement in regards to where we, are, where we are in the world, he said, we are witnessing the collapse of the third world. And he was not referring to the third world as you and I have come to know it. No, no, no. He was referring to the Western world. I want you to marinate on that for a little bit. Think about that for a little bit. We've been living fat on the hog by the sheer grace of God and dumb luck that we 
by sheer happenstance, happen to be on a swath of land that is protected on both sides with two massive oceans. And therefore, at the end of World War II, we were the last industry standing. We were the least dirtiest shirt in the playground. And rather than at the end of World War II follow the American system that was laid out by our founding fathers, which they never teach in schools, but you can get Matthew Arid's book, which details it perfectly, and Matt will be on today at 2 p.m. The American system laid out by our founding fathers, championed also by guys like FDR and Henry Wallace, we've absolutely squandered it and followed the Roman-slash-British model of diplomacy, which has failed both the Romans, it has absolutely destroyed the British, and we thought, hey, you know what, it's a great idea, let's, let's, let's copy them. And gutting the physical economy, destroying physical production, destroying our manufacturing base. And the wealth of a country, folks, is not created on a trading floor. It's created on the factory floor. You can't trade what you don't produce. And we only produce paper in this country. And so at the end of the 20, at the end of World War II, rather than taking this amazing moment to reshape the world, to bring humanity together, to create an open economic system into a modular system that other countries can connect to, completing rail lines between Alaska and Russia that will go into China, uniting and creating what would have been the second attempt at a multipolar world, because the first attempt was 1776. We failed. We let the banksters take over. Fears have grown in recent years that China is positioning itself to take Taiwan by military force. Taiwan is not a country. Geopolitics 101. Geostrategic course 101. China, uh, Taiwan is not a country, never has been a country. Taiwan's own constitution says it's not a country, that it belongs to China. And the Kumatang, which is in power, which is the separatist government that was in power in China mainland, when they fought the Civil War at the end of World War II and they were driven out, they set up shop with the help of British intel, who had still, you know, at that time, they still had a control and interest in, 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 in Hong Kong, and they figured that having a control and interest in Taiwan will also springboard them to getting, back, getting more influence back into the Chinese mainland after the collapse of the Japanese empire, allowing the British to recapture Indochina. Because they lost Indochina. <clears throat> they want to recapture China recapture, you know, get get a, get a stronghold again, and 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 quell that rebellion that's happening in India and this, that, and the other. Didn't quite work out that way. 
So here we are, Taiwan, which is always belong. Folks, you know what this is? This can you imagine the American equivalent of China and Taiwan? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is, right? Can you imagine that at the end of the Civil War, the Confederates, they all escaped rather than surrendering. They all escaped and they went to the island of Puerto Rico. And they all hung out in Puerto Rico. And the mainland USA is like, look, uh, you guys are hiding out there. We want you guys to surrender. And the Confederates take over Puerto Rico and and, 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 and under threat of a military invasion, they're like, oh, okay, fine. Here's the deal. Puerto Rico belongs to the United States, and uh, at some point in the future, we'll rejoin. And they write that into the into the Puerto Rican Constitution. And then America is like, like said, hey, you know what? At some point in the future, we're going to reunite. The Confederate state of Puerto Rico is going to be part of the United States again. Because we are the same people, same language, same culture. And then fast forward a hundred some odd years. All of a sudden you see Chinese dignitaries arriving in Puerto Rico. You see Chinese intelligence agencies active in Puerto Rico uh, supporting anti-union politicians and anti-union parties that take power. And then they start supplying military arms to Puerto Rico. How do you think the United States would feel? They'd be like, what the hell's going on? And then the Chinese are running around the world saying, look, we want national recognition for Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is different. We we don't need a one America policy. We need, we need the people to understand that Puerto Rico is distinct from, from the United States. And yeah, you know, and this is the brainwashing that they've done with, 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 uh, with China and Taiwan. <clears throat> This is the brainwashing. Imagine that. The South loses the Civil War. Rather than surrendering, they flee to Puerto Rico and set up shop. And they, they or name whatever island in the Caribbean, Cuba, uh, Dominica, whatever island you want in the Caribbean, they go there and they set up shop. It's the same thing. 1.1 billion arms to tell 60 anti ship missiles, which aren't going to do nothing. They, they, our stuff barely works. It's garbage. 100 air to air missiles, garbage. Those are patriots. Those things couldn't hit a, they couldn't hit a, a 747. These things are pieces of crap. According to three sources with direct knowledge of the package, the news come from China, continues to send warships and aircraft <clears throat> into the Taiwan Strait. You know what? This is ridiculous. Anything these morons could do to stir up strife, they'll do it. Why? Why are they doing this? Think about this. The package, which is still in the early stage, includes 60 AGM-84 harpoons. This is a a missile. The AGM-84 harpoon, Block 2, is long in tooth. It's probably one of the worst anti-ship missiles available today. Absolute trash. 100 AIM 9X Block 2 Sidewinders. These are heat-seeking air-to-air missiles. Second rate at best. 
What else? That's for $85 million, right? $655 million for what? Surveillance radar. Oh, my God. Once the Brand administration formalizes the notification, the Democratic... So what is this? Is this really about creating war in World War III? No, they, these idiots don't... They can't, they can't fight a war against China. They know they'll lose. There's no way the United States Navy can go to the South China Seas without every single one of them boats being sent to the bottom. They know that. This is simply another wealth extraction scheme. Folks, the printing press is running here domestically. The printing press is running in Ukraine, and the printing press has just started to run in Taiwan. This is another cash grab, which brings me to my second point. Why is the dollar rising? And this is by Rusha Sharma, his op-ed in the Financial Times. How he's able to write this op-ed in the Financial Times is a, a miracle to me. And if this is published in the Financial Times, the Financial Times is the real financial newspaper that the real elites read. Wall Street Journal is a dish rag. Well, it's, it's like I read the Wall Street Journal. I have a stupid subscription to it I got to cancel. I keep forgetting. God, my IQ points just drop. I want to smash my head in my desk every time I open up the Wall Street Journal app on my phone, my tablet. And I used to get delivery of the, of the Saturday. The Saturday Wall Street Journal, because, you know, it's chock full of, has some nice magazines and pretty cool stuff. I mean, if you're if you're somebody that likes, um, like, luxury watches or handbags, I'm not in handbags, but, you know, if you are, um, or just cool art, artistic things. I mean, the Saturday Wall Street Journal is, is, is a nice, or the Sunday Wall Street Journal is a nice thing. It's pretty cool. But, God, everything else about it is a piece of crap. So, look here. Let's see what Rushir Sharma is saying. Rushir Sharma is saying something I've been saying for freaking years right now. How many freaking years have I been saying this? Folks, I coined the term monetary hypoxia. I coined that term probably in 2013 or 14, probably right around the time of the Ukraine invasion in April 2014. I said, Ukraine is where the dollar goes to die. April 2014, gorilla. Yours truly. One of the things I said is we're going to head into a thing called monetary hypoxia where the dollar's not going to crash. There's going to be so damn printing. It's going to have monetary, it's going to go higher and higher and higher. And just like hypoxia affects a human individual where you no longer have the oxygen to go even higher, you just die. Well, the dollar's doing the same thing. The higher it goes, the more solvency crisis it creates. The higher the dollar grows, the more the liquidity crisis it creates. And the higher it goes, the more other nations are starting to dump it. Why? Because it is a geostrategic liability to hold this paper piece of crap. 
a geostrategic liability. Why? Because we live in a country where 90% of the population can't find Ukraine on a map, don't know anything about geopolitics except what the right tells you and what the left tells you. In other words, we have a very binary thinking, and therefore we elect leaders who mess up and break everything, who print to oblivion, and who have a foreign policy that is agreement non-capable, as the great Sergei Lavrov has said. Agreement non-capable. That's us. That's us. This month, as the dollar surged to levels last seen 20 years ago, analysts invokes the old Tina. There is no alternative argument to predict any more gains ahead for the mighty greenback. What happened two de- decades ago suggests the dollar is closer to peaking than rallying further. Even as U.S. stocks fell to the in the dot-com bust, the dollar continued rising before entering a decline that started in 2002 and lasted six years. A similar turning point may be near. And this time, the U.S. currency decline could last even all. The U.S. currency is done. People are like, well, I think... Uh, I think uh, China wants the yuan as the world reserve currency. No, 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 no. Do not assume China is as stupid as the West. They're not. They don't want the yuan, the renminbi, as world reserve currency. They like the SDR aspect of it, but they're coming up with their own SDR equivalent. Folks, there's a reason... Why China has north of 30,000 metric tons of gold held. There's a reason why Russia has 30,000 metric tons of gold held. There's a reason why India has 30,000 metric tons of gold held. There's a reason why the United States has nothing. And the West has nothing. What do you think is happening here? There is a new standard emerging for the multipolar world. And it's not just the dollar that is being cast aside. It is modern Western pop culture that is being cast aside. It is the Western internet that is being cast aside. So we're heading into a world where there's a lot of decentralization, which is good, but there's also a lot of fracturing. Brazil is, has its own internet these days. They're developing out their own. Russia's doing their own, and China's doing their own. India's doing their own. Everybody is unplugging. They're becoming decentralized, fractured as well. Reserve currency status does not last forever. It doesn't. I mean, uh, Spain had a great run, 110 years. Right there. The Brits had a good run. We'll be, we're we're at the um, seventy one. We we can't. We went off the gold standard completely on seventy one. So we're about fifty some odd years into this. This is not going to end well. You see, world reserve currency. No one wants this crap anymore. This was at a time when, in, after Bretton Woods too, when the world's economies were decimated and the dollar was the last man standing. 
Just like 15, 20 years ago, you say, hey, man, if America falls, there's nowhere to run to. Fast forward to today. There's many places to run to. Can I bring my guns? Probably not, but there's many places. You can live. You can bring your life. Nobody will bother you. You can live a, a, a quiet and peaceable existence. South Asia's largest economies are increasingly settling payments one to another, directly avoiding the dollar. You all know about the ruble-rupee trade. You all know that the Indians are buying Russian oil and reselling it at a significant markup to morons in the West, including the U.S. And you know the U.S. has threatened to sanction India over it. And you know the Indians said, fine, you want to go ahead and sanction us? Sanction us. We'll just stop selling you marked-up Russian oil. And one of the dumbasses in D.C. said, okay, fine. Meanwhile, we are floating in hydrocarbons in this country. We are floating in hydrocarbons in this country. Just like Italy is, is literally just wafting on grains. I mean, they're literally agriculture all over the place. Some of the most beautiful, farmable, agrable land on God's green earth is Italy. And they're, they're having bread lines and they're starving. What in God's name is going on? This is retarded. Has the West gone retarded? Yes, we have. Today, as in the dot-com era, the dollar appears to be benefiting from its safe haven status with most of the world's markets selling off. But investors, they're not rushing to buy dollar assets. They're reducing their risk everywhere and holding the resulting cash. This is not a vote of confidence for the U.S. economy. It is worth recalling that bullish analysts offer the same reasons to buy tech stocks at the recent peak valuations. There's no alternative, and that ended badly. And this ain't the early odds, folks. There's plenty of alternatives. That's what makes it so different. So different. Last but not least, and I have a hard stop at 12 o'clock. Called jump on. Green zone goes red. It looks like Afghanistan, Vietnam 3.0, baby. Supporters of the influential Iraqi Shia cleric, Maqtada al-Sadr, stormed government buildings in Baghdad. You are seeing a purge. What does this mean? This is Iraqis purging every last vestige of U.S. Western puppets that are left in Iraq. Muqtada al-Sadr. He is the Shiite cl uh, cleric in Iraq who's been in power, has the, the largest standing army in Iraq, which is the Mahdi army. They're under his control. The U.S. could not have taken this guy out. His guys fought to the end, and they just left him all alone. The Saturdays clashed with Iraqi security forces and rival militias. According to the Associated Press, as of Monday night in Baghdad, at least 15 protesters have been killed in the clashes. Middle East Iron reports that rockets were consistently falling in the green zone late Monday night, and that fighting was spreading across Iraq with heavy gunfire reported in the southern city of Basra. U.S. embassies located in the green zone and the shell 
landed near the facility during the fight. The U.S. called for a dialogue amid the clashes and denied reports that said it was evacuating. Of course they have. I guarantee you there's only every non-essential personnel in the, in the embassy is gone. They're just there. They don't want to make it a debacle like they did in Afghanistan. They're going to try and get Americans out. This is going to devolve. Oh, this is going to devolve. You are witnessing the collapse of the third world, and it is us. You are seeing the retreat of Pax Americana all throughout the world. Iraq has been stuck in a political deadlock since the October 2021 elections. The pro-satisfaction won most of the seats in parliament but failed to form a coalition government. Doesn't make sense, does it? Sadr's party couldn't form a government without a rival Iran-linked Shia faction known as the State of Law. Sadr refused to work with his group and ordered his MPs to withdraw from parliament, which they did back in June, giving up 73 seats. Since then, Sadr supporters have staged sit-ins near government buildings and stormed the parliament. Sadr refused to work with the Iran-aligned Shia faction because he says it would go against the promise to root out corruption. He is more independence-minded and does not want to run a government beholden to U.S. or Iran. Good for him. While the crisis has been brewing for months, violence didn't erupt. And guess who's going to come in and stabilize this mess once the, once the Americans are run out and the American-controlled uh, politicians are, are out? That's right. China, Russia, especially Russia. And Libya is also falling apart. You know, remember Libya, the, pro, the, the, the country that was doing nothing except it decided to give back its wealth and resources to its people? Oh, my God, how dare they? And then we had Hillary Clinton. Miss, we came, we saw, he died. Ha, 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 Clinton. As they set up uh, what Muammar Gaddafi thought that he was actually going to meet and sit down with Hillary and talk with the Americans and, and, and have a peace rather than seeing his country ravage. And then in the last minute, they tricked him, allowing his convoy to be ambushed by U.S.-backed rebels who beat him and then sodomized him with a sword. It's jacked up, man. And then the Hillary Clinton, who knew exactly how and watched on drone video Gaddafi's convoy being attacked and ambushed and Gaddafi being beaten and sodomized by a sword. She sat there and he laughed. You wonder why that, that evil wretch was laughing? Because she saw the drone video. Because she saw how Gaddafi died. And she was laughing her ass off. The evil bitch. And those are the type of psychopaths you have working in Western governments. They laugh at Muammar Gaddafi. They laugh at, 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 at parents who lose their children or are groomed or abused by the system. This is where we are. Hell of a time 
to be alive, folks. And with that being said, I am at the end of the show. Um, we'll be back uh, later today, 2 p.m. Matthew Eric should be on. So keep locked and loaded for that. It's going to be really good. And uh, we will be ready to rock and roll. 2 p.m. Matthew Eric, be here or be nowhere. It's the gorilla, and I'm over and I'm out.